you're listening to the Ask Coach Parry podcast. If you'd like to join thousands of other runners from around the world who are getting direct access to Coach Parry, his science-backed training plans that work, and a community of runners to motivate you and hold you accountable, then head over to coachparry.com forward slash ask. You're listening to the Ask Coach Barry podcast, another great question. And funnily enough, it's one that we've done a video on, but I don't think we've done an audio podcast on it. And uh, we're joined today by Coach Lindsay Barry. Lindsay, nice to touch base once again. How's it, Brad? Very, very good. Today's question comes from Anne-Marie Smith. Anne-Marie saying, hi, Coach. I hope this isn't a silly question. I'm going to answer that there is no such thing as a silly question. That's the, the first thing we need to say. But I was just wondering how one actually does hill repeats. Do you try and sprint up the hill and then jog or walk back down? Or would you run at 75% of your max speed? How long distance or time should the hill be? Thanks, Annie. Yeah, so so normally the the hill repeats certainly on the programs that I write. I'm quite specific about the speed you need to run at, how long you're supposed to be running at, and and how to manage the manage the the recoveries. But yeah, I mean, assuming you're putting together some hill sets for yourself, then let's talk about the different types of of hills. So we do hills for strength, endurance, strength, and power. Those are kind of the three main reasons why we would would use um, hill repeats. And if we're working on strength endurance, you're probably going to be looking at hills that take you between two and three minutes. When you work on strength, I I typically use two minutes, but 90 seconds to two minutes is is probably good enough. And then if you're working on power, it's a minute or less. Um, I pretty much prefer to keep the gradients of those hills standard across the the board so we're talking between three and five percent um and probably somewhere between four and five percent is almost the the ideal but certainly three is better than six so as soon as you go over the five those those hills become really hard and also start to jack up the risk of calf achilles um and glutes and and um hamstring tendinopathy so we don't want those hills to be to be too steep and then in terms of the recoveries i would um say that you 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 want to take roughly 20 to 30 seconds longer to get down the hill than it took to get up the hill and the older you get the more inclined i am to make people walk down the hill to get really full recoveries. Then in terms of the intensity going up, obviously the longer the hill is, the the more that um, intensity will drop. But the idea on all of them, regardless of, of, of how the length of time, is that you want to run them hard enough that your legs are just starting to turn to jelly by the top, but you don't have to stop keel over, sit down, lie down to recover. So you must be just starting to get to the point where you think, woohoo, this is getting hard. But then you stop, turn around and recover down to the bottom. And if I have to give it to you in a sort of time range, I would say that your one minute heels are probably at a similar pace to what you would be able to do 1K repeats at. 
Your two-minute heels are between 15 and 20 seconds per K, slower than that, and your your three-minute repeats will be another 10 to 15 seconds slower than, than that. And Lindsay, if I can add in here, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the idea with these, if you're doing multiple of these reps, which you are on the, the heel sessions that we've got on our training platform, is let's say, for instance, you had five or seven hill uh, repeats that you would be doing. You want to try and keep the pacing consistent across all of them. So you don't want to yeah. go out guns blazing on the first one, and then by the time you hit number five or number six, you're so broken that you're a minute per K slower uh, on the last one. You want to try and, and keep them as close from an average pace perspective across the board. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, absolutely. You want to keep them within one or two seconds of each other. Um, and that's often how you can tell how successfully you are executing these sessions. And that's that from number one to whatever the number of the final one is, you are able to maintain pretty close pace. Um, and again, I'm I'm always much happier with my athletes. If, let's say we're doing seven hill repeats. I'm always much happier if they get to number four and five and go, mm, I could have run those a little harder, and then they really burn those last two. That's absolutely fine. But I, what I never want to see is that they absolutely crush the first three, and then the next four, they're just going further and further out the back door. Absolutely. Lindsay, as always, thank you very much for that. Great question, Nanny. Thank you uh, for that. And, and as always, no such thing as a silly question. We love them all, and uh, it, I think it's important to answer them all. So thank you very much, and we'll we'll chat soon. Take care wherever you are. Hey, it's Brad here again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Ask Coach Parry podcast. Before I go, don't forget to save your seat in our upcoming Comrades Marathon training webinar. You can head over to coachparry.com forward slash webinar for all the details. And if you've got a question that you need help with, or if you'd like to run as well as we know you can, you can head over to coachparry.com forward slash ask.